This episode of TGC Podcast is sponsored by Acts 29 with an invitation to their 2024 Next Conference happening April 15th through the 17th in Dallas, Texas. You don't want to miss this great lineup of speakers, including Sam Albury, Matt Chandler, Brian Loritz, John Piper, and more. The Next Conference will equip and encourage church planters and church leaders of all types for church ministry. To learn more and register for Next, visit acts29.com slash next. TGC podcast listeners will receive a special discount of $20 off registration prices by using the code TGC. Again, visit acts29.com slash next. That's acts29.com slash next. This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is brought to you by Bethlehem College where students study the great books in light of the greatest book for the sake of the Great Commission. Life trajectories are set for young men and women in the pivotal period between the ages of 18 and 25. At Bethlehem College, students wrestle with these realities, not in a 200-person classroom, but a 200-person college. Bethlehem calls this approach education in serious joy and delivers it at one of the lowest tuition rates in American Christian higher education, only about $7,500 a year. Bethlehem College, education in serious joy. To apply or learn more, visit bcsmn.edu slash tgc. That's bcsmn.edu slash tgc. This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is sponsored by Baker Books, presenting Assured by Greg Gilbert, a book on discovering grace, letting go of guilt, and resting in your salvation. Learn more at bakerbookhouse.com. This is the Gospel Coalition podcast, where we seek to renew the contemporary church in the ancient gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Colin Hansen. Today's podcast is a discussion with Jen Wilkin, Jackie Hill Perry, and Jen Michelle on how to know when to say no to good things. So Jen and Jackie, you guys are both heavily involved in ministry. You're doing lots of things, traveling a lot, um, a lot of opportunities coming your way. A big question I know that we're always having to deal with is how do you know what to say yes to Mm. um, with just everything sounds like a great idea uh, usually. So uh, I'd just be curious to hear what does it do you have a process, you know, does someone Mm. help you? I know for me, I think saying knowing how or when to say no is really about wisdom Mm -hmm. in a sense um, and having my priorities in check. Uh, So for me, it's like, okay. I have all of these speaking requests to talk about the gospel, Mm -hmm. but that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But is it the best thing for me to be gone from my home and my community Mm -hmm. all the time? Nah. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, just considering that what that yes would do and what the no would do, what is is the most profitable thing for my soul, for my family, for my local community Mm -hmm. has been one way in which I flesh out those types of things. I, I often, or always, I should say, talk to my husband. You know, I mean, I think he's a much better gauge of my capacity than I am. I tend to be really overly optimistic. Like, it'll be fine. It's going to be great. And he's like, no, I actually see you when you come home. <laughs> and it, when you're over, you know, overstretched. And um, so I talk to him. You know, I do talk to people on staff at my church. I talk to my pastor. Like, I feel like I have a community around me yeah. that. Um, can kind of help to remind me, you know, you've said these things are important to you. You said that you really want to invest in your local neighborhood and you want to be, 
you want to be here on Sundays. And um, so, you know, how does that fit in with that? And just people to ask really good questions, I think, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've had to learn too. like the people who are making the request, they're genuine and they do have a great offer, something that would be great to be involved in, but they they can't weigh the cost. It's my job to weigh the cost. And that was hard. I used to feel self-conscious about saying things like I have to be home Saturday afternoon or evening because it felt like uh, like a princess or something. And so you're like, oh, what can I do to minister to your people? But really the cumulative effect of not being in my own church Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning is just a price tag that's too high to pay personally. And yeah, I think asking other people has been a big help to me. My husband's really good at straightening me out (laughs) on things. And I think I would imagine you guys have gone through this too. I do have to check my motives a lot and just be like, why am I so drawn to this? Why do I feel such a compulsion to say yes? Do I really think I'm that critical to this conversation? Yes. It's so helpful to remember, like, I love that parable that Jesus talks about, like, that the kingdom is like seed that gets sown and somebody goes to sleep and at night, like, the field has, you know, blossomed and it's grown. And I think, like, that's how the kingdom's getting done, you know? A lot lot of it is just, we go to sleep at night and God's doing his work, you know, and he doesn't, you know, God's kingdom isn't, you know, fully on my shoulders, Mm -hmm. you know, just because I say no to this or that doesn't mean that... And Beth Moore, I think, has often said, like, when you say no, other people step up, and yeah, that's right. an invitation to them, yeah. and that's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it, uh, I feel like Paul, a lot in the New Testament, talks about discerning the will of God mm-hmm. um, and how that's related to knowledge of God. And so I think that's a factor, too, is godliness kind of helps me see stuff rightly mm-hmm. where I can, I, I'm able to discern it if mm-hmm. it's a good thing or not, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the more I distance myself from the truth of who God is, the more blurry things get, yes. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you have to have, I feel like the only way I can give myself away in ministry is to also continue to receive from the Lord and, sure. and maintain like spiritual disciplines and practices. And so, and that takes intentionality. If you're constantly gone or if you're constantly over capacity in terms of the workload that you have, I, you don't have the time, you know, to just really continue to encounter Jesus because that is, I think, what we give away right. is our life with Jesus. Is That's what we give away to other people, and we have to maintain that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I can feel too like, oh, they won't understand if I need to say no. But then I think if I were on the other side of this, and in fact, I have been on the other side of this. Yeah. I've been the person who's asking someone for help on something ministry related, and I want their honesty. Mm-hmm. I want to know where their boundaries are. I'm not mm-hmm. expecting that they'll give me beyond what's reasonable or healthy for them. So sometimes coaching myself on that has helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always have to remind myself, you know, God cares more about His church than you do. Mm-hmm. And so don't feel like it's just all resting on you for whatever you perceive the mission to be to move forward, similar to what you were saying earlier. God loves a cheerful giver too, right? There's no benefit to anyone. And a sleepy, grumpy giver is not a cheerful giver. Not a cheerful giver. (laughs) Right, 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 right. You've been listening to the Gospel Coalition Podcast. For more gospel-centered resources, visit thegospelcoalition.org. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Learn more and join us at tgc.org slash donate.